We have a treat for you today. We're here at the NASA Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex. With Louis Berrios and what, what appears to be an actual mission control center, but it's not, it's a restoration. here is a recreation with a lot of authenticity from the original Mission Control Center facility on Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. This particular Mission Control Center, the consoles and all of the hardware and strip printers, the tracking map that we see behind us, were all relocated from that facility and brought together here. We've done a very good job of creating as much of an authentic recreation as we can with the finishes, the flooring, the architectural elements, but the real heart and soul and the essence of the room are these consoles. This control center was actually used during the Mercury program. It was. It was used for six flights during the Mercury program and one flight, the first flight, Gemini 3, that sent two astronauts right. into space. That flight was piloted by John Young and Gus Grissom. This was state-of-the-art back in 1961. This was the, the, the cutting edge of technology. Uh, at cutting edge, that's, that's important. That's right. We also, like edge. Yeah. You say it's authentic because, I mean, you can't, uh, if you're putting together an exhibit like this, you can't go buy stuff like this. No. You, you, it actually existed specifically for the purposes of... Uh, that's a really important because part of the, the storytelling, our commitment to tell, creating emotional connections about NASA's work and celebrating the human accomplishments comes from integrating authentic spaceflight hardware, consoles, spacecraft, tools, astronaut suits. When we can carefully choreograph their presentation into our storytelling, we create home runs. It's, well, this is really cool because the public actually gets a chance to see what it looked like back during the, during the, uh, the old days. And it's neat because our guests are made up of, you know, family experience, so it's kind of neat to see the reactions when a grandparent comes in with their grandchild and says, right. I remember seeing those on my black and white TV set back when you weren't even around. And well, speaking of that, you know, you were talking about authenticity. If you bring in some former uh, folks that actually worked in mission control, I mean, did it pass the authenticity test? Very much so, absolutely. It really opens up a memory for them, and in some cases gives back the goosebumps that they felt when they were right here at the moment. They were a big part of what's going on with our space exploration program. Well, what's really cool is that you know, that grandfather who brings in their, their grandchild and sees you know, one of the original consoles and then what's it going to be like, let's say, 20 years down the road in terms of what mission That's the beauty be of that is that look how far we've come and yet look how far we'll go. We don't even know. The, we're just scratching the surface right. of the accomplishments and achievements that NASA is going to honor and celebrate in the years to come. And the fact that this Mission Control Center is here since 1998, we've been able to share it with over 10 million people. Wow. That's something we That's couldn't great. do very easily in its original location. That's right. Roger, Roger, coming into Yeah, it's 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 almost as if when well, you can hear, you know, history. Yeah, it's like look at this. Uh, 
There's a tremendous amount of responsibilities that each of the gentlemen that manned the consoles in this room and the consequent had a, a role, a very specific role. Their job was to manage the, the content, to track the data that was coming in for the spacecraft or the astronauts' biorhythms, you know, their pulse, their heart rate, their uh, blood pressure, and that would help them make decisions. And along the map, what you have are these circles that follow the tracking stations along okay. the orbital path. Gotcha. The red ones represent a circle where there may be a problem at that particular tracking station that they're working. Yellow ones mean that they're okay but have a couple of small things and the green ones means they're go. So they can keep constant traction of how that spacecraft is making its path along the orbital. I'm getting all kinds of contrails and stuff outside out here. walking around I flipped about every switch uh, imaginable in here it's not wired to anything right I, I, no these there's are no jeopardy have... there right no what <laughs> we've tried to do is create some of the animations and show that these buttons are in fact that they have lights behind them but they're not right now wired or networked into anything that will cause a catastrophic event. So, so you're, what you're That's saying good. is well That's I just want to, want to clarify yeah. it's safe to say that if Blair doesn't touch any of these buttons those rockets in the rocket garden aren't just taking off. Unfortunately, no. We're not able to do <laughs> okay. any live demonstrations in that regard. But we are able to share that there's a lot of hardware in here, a lot of buttons to push, a lot of knobs and gauges to keep track of. So it's very serious work. Well, Willie, I want to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to, to, talk to, to you show guys. this uh, old uh, Michigan Control Center. And <laughs> it's awesome. this beautifully restored Michigan Control yeah. Center. And uh, maybe one day you can uh, wire this up for uh, me to launch my own uh, uh, lunar missions, if possible. You know what? When you're ready, you let me know, and we'll see what we can do. Well, you might lose on the authenticity at that point. <laughs> but, it, but it will be relevant. <laughs> hey, you're watching NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. This is NASA.